0: All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy Welcome to episode 393 of the KISS FAQ podcast. This weekend we're live and it's all Daniel's fault. So we've got five guys on the screen today. Obviously, Daniel Weeze on the board. Lonnie Salero's KISS. This Ken, weekend, the voice hey. of reason. So we've got and a new face. Hello. Obviously, Daniel Weeze on the board. Lonnie Sanders KISS. That's Ken. <laughs>
1: who's played who's the frickin'
2: show? Hmm. I do hear. I hear we beat. I hear, I hear an echo
0: yeah so
1: no,
2: uh, there, there's, the echo.
0: there's the echo and we'll just work through with it while we figure just out mute who's calls i guess but for now we're going to talk about gene simmons the best of gene simmons and daniel this was your subject uh, your topic i think or was it when i stole from the board let's go around the table and just say, you know, initial thoughts on Gene Simmons. What does he mean to you in the band before we talk about any of his external activities? Let's start with the new face, Anton.
3: Um, Well, I mean, Gene was my introduction to Kiss. The first album I ever had was the Gene Simmons solo album. I got all four at once, but Gene's was the one that, you know, obviously popped out to me as a young child with the, the blood in the face and, you know, his was the first album I put on. I, I liked Ace's better, but Gene's was the first one I went to, and Gene was like, uh, you know, I don't know. He's always been a big part of it. When I the first time I met them, it, it was most exciting for me to meet Gene, and I've met Gene more than the rest of them, and I, I, you know, I I don't know if I can put it into words any more than that. I I think Gene's awesome.
0: Yeah. What color of Kool-Aid do you drink generally for the band?
3: Uh, uh, multicolored swirls. swirls. I, drink, I, drink all, I drink all the Kool-Aid. I believe everything they tell me. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Depends on mood, right? Yes. There you go. Ken, you're, you're known to be a Gene fan. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you give us your overview of Gene Simmons, the man, the myth, the legend.
1: The My overview? Well, <laughs> well I mean, uh, even from the beginning when I first, you know, bought Alive two and, and saw his, bloodied face on on the cover and uh that you know that that was part of the draw <laughs> not necessarily the blood but just as evil it was just something sinister it was kind of cool um you know like dracula and all that kind of stuff um but yeah i mean i've always gravitated towards his uh his music even uh, for kiss uh, a lot of people don't um but i've always liked it. i think he's a very good songwriter and writes a lot of stuff that is not you know a copy of himself or it's not it's not always expected um, i guess um so and then other things you know back then when i was reading about you know gene simmons and saying oh, oh you know he was a sk- school teacher for a while and, and 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 this and that and he you know didn't drink or smoke and that sort of thing i was like oh you know, it's it's kind of impressive. You know, you don't hear that from a rock star that they don't drink or smoke and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I've always been a big fan. I've always followed Gene uh, the most of, of the, you know, original members and the newer members. Um, and it's always it's great when I've, you know, gotten to meet him a couple times
0: yeah i've always had an affinity for gene he's like he's a demon but he's an immigrant so i share that with him as someone who came to america and that's about as much as i share with him because i certainly haven't had 4,600 entries on on my (laughs) pistol notch um no no and and i i'm I'm not braggadocious like gene is but i've always liked his casual arrogance sometimes it's overbearingly embarrassing uh sometimes you're just like yeah that hits it on the on the head so i think you you touched on the 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 most important thing to me musically about gene is some of his influences that he's got and some of the really off the wall batshit crazy that he does musically so um he's he's turned into a little bit of grandpa munster for me but
2: uh (laughs) you
0: know still entertaining still i guess grumpy old man uh lonnie gene simmons to
2: you um Gene meant a lot to me. Um, I I became a Gene guy like when the reunion happened and, and they put the makeup back on. It, it, prior to that, it was more about Paul and it, it, it changed to Gene when that, when that happened just because Gene really became the face of Kiss again when they put the makeup back on and it was more about Gene and the makeup and stuff that you would see on, on either MTV or any kind of news outlets or articles would be more geared toward Gene at the time. So it, when they put the makeup back on it kind of changed me more into a gene guy um and i and and i'm kind of and i'm with ken that um his his, the songs that he wrote are are very underappreciated and i think we really got a dose of that with when the vault came out and and what was heard on there was really kind of eye-opening i think to a lot of fans like oh wow this is this is really good stuff why 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 wasn't this on a kiss record you could say that about about multiple songs on there so i think i think gene is as much as gene is the face of of kiss even though a lot of us know that that paul really kind of steers a ship i think i think at the same time gene is kind of underappreciated element even though he is the the face of the band so um you know really 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 proud of his contributions to the band and and what he has meant to the history of the band
0: good day craig thanks for joining us and richard daniel What does Gene mean to you?
4: Well, I have to second Ken on on the bloody face, Gene. I mean, (laughs) the first time I came across that face, Gene, sweaty and bloody, uh, I was blown away uh, uh, looking at that uh, cover. Um, And the character that he was back in the 70s hasn't been, you know, topped since. Um, I, I guess those guys from Sweden, Ghost, they tried a bit. You know been uh, have a secret identities and uh, that kind of stuff but but you couldn't really match kiss in the 70s and Gene was scary uh, and had some awesome songs back in the day so so that character that he was in the 70s I think it's the best ca- character ever in rock music if you're into you know, the visuals uh, in later years, um, I was always a Paul guy from, from the mid-80s. But in the last, let's say, 15, 20 years, it's become pretty obvious that Gene is the one that uh, is easier to like than Paul, so to speak. Because Gene seems still kind of down to earth, I think. And he's very good with fans. He um, appreciates the fans um, and while Paul has straight away and become, he has become, you know, it's harder to like him at this point in time. So, so Gene is, he's just a cool guy and I like his work ethic and uh, the way he um, conduct himself most of the time. <laughs>
0: All right. So let's get into some of these external kiss projects that, uh, that, um, gene has been involved with andy anton there you go either right way, way. they both work yeah I knew, I knew it happened eventually but uh when you look at gene's outside business ventures and some of the things that he's been involved in over the years going straight back to the 70s he's, he started uh, branching out into producing other artists um and then acting and then you know everything that he's done since. What are some of the most important things to you that have interested you in what he's done outside of the band, and what are the ones that you immediately kind of disregard and ignore?
3: Um well, i'd I'd say as far as a, a personal thing, the ones that you know that I latched on to earliest would have been like uh, his his film roles and like runaway and um never too young Mm -hmm. to die i enjoyed those movies and watched them a bunch when i was a kid just because oh it's it's gene he's doing something different he's he's doing movies this will be fun and so i don't know exactly how successful we would consider those to be but they were they were fun for me and then also uh you know his his um Simmons Records, his record label, I was always interested in in checking out anything that was on that label because it was Gene's label, even though I didn't ever really like anything that came out that he put out. Um, So, yeah, his entertainment-related stuff, for me, you know, personally, whether any of that was actually successful at all, um, the the Wendy O. Williams album is great. That's like a Lost Kiss album, and that's that's pretty much, you know, Gene bringing all his – his stuff to the table to help out Wendy, and um, so yeah, it, 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 his music and entertainment-related stuff. I think that's what he's he's best at.
0: Right. So when we go through all these uh, different uh, things, activities that he's done outside of Kiss, I'm going to ask you for your best one of that kind of area, and then at the end we'll uh, all figure out which is the which we think is the best of Gene outside of um kiss you know not necessarily the most successful in, in some cases but i i don't think anyone will be too surprised um lonnie where have you enjoyed his projects the most outside of kiss and
2: uh you know well i can't say his movies i really can't um i i don't i don't remember them coming out because uh, i came out and i was pretty young and I remember I, I bought them on, on DVD and went back and watched them. And while Runaway is is decent, um, the others really kind of fall short of the mark. So it, it can't be as movies. It's to me it's not asshole either. I really have a I really struggle with that. I mean, I that that album actually came out the same day that Velvet Revolvers debut came out and I remember I went to the record store and I bought both of them at the same time. And I got back in the car. I'm like, what do I put on in the car? And I, 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 something about, I just knew, I just knew, what asshole was gonna be. <laughs> so I put in Velvet Revolver and I drove back to work when I went for my lunch break. <laughs> so, but to me, to me, it has to be Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. I mean, look, look what it did. Not, not only for his image. But say what you want about the show. But look what it did for the, for the public's eye of Gene Simmons and the band, for that matter. I mean, we, we saw the attendance figures in 2004 when they toured America. And they weren't great. And then they didn't tour America in 05, 06, 07, 08. They did, they did some tours. They did that European tour in 08, which was very successful. They toured Australia in 08, which is very successful. They did, like, some one-off shows in the U.S., in 05, 06, 07. And that was really about it because I think they were worried and Ticketmaster and Live Nation were worried, is Kiss really going to be able to draw because they haven't drawn. And before the 2004 tour, they toured with Aerosmith. It was a co-headlining tour and they were the first band on. <laughs> so yeah. so then they announced in 09 that that they're going to tour America and it was really just Kiss. It wasn't a co-headlining thing. Yeah, Buck Cherry opened, which, were, which was pretty popular at the time, but it wasn't by any stretch of the imagination a co-headline or anything like that. And I was like, okay, well, how's this gonna go? And that tour sold fantastic across America in 09. And what was it? I, I've, okay, yeah, they put out an album, but only us hardcore Kiss fans really gave a crap that Sonic Boom came out. The rest of the people there really couldn't care less. I think the Gene Simmons Family Jewels really did a lot, for the, a lot for the popularity of the band. And if you look back, you know, the Osbournes did a whole lot for Ozzy at the time too. Ozzy had huge successful tours while that was going on. So Family Jewels is, when I think about Gene, what Gene has done outside of Kiss, I think Family Jewels and what it, not only what it did for him, but what it did for the band at the same time as well, because it it, it generated a whole new generation of Kiss fans at the same time.
4: But but uh, Lonnie, is it your favorite Gene project? Is it my
2: favorite. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I, th- I, I thought think, it was. I, Maybe, That's maybe, maybe, maybe because of what it did for the band, what it did for the popularity of, of the it band. Crosses, my it, band. Okay. Because it revitalized my band. How about that? Yeah.
0: All right, let's go through these one at a time. <laughs> let's let's start start with recorded output and uh, whether it's Gene Simmons' solo album in 1978 or in 2004, three. When did that come out?
2: Four, oh, five. No. Was
0: it so four? Four. four. four? four. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever it was that it came out, do you think that um, either Gene Simmons' solo recording can be considered his finest work outside of Kiss, Daniel?
4: Hmm. If, if we talk about what he recorded, I was never really a, a Gene fan uh, when it comes to the solo albums. You have to remember... I think the first time I came across a, a cool picture of, of Gene was that alive two shot and uh, when I put on the gene simmons album i as many others did we we thought it would be God of thunder you know like and i I guess the first time I listened to that album was in the mid eighties some 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 sometime around there so i i I thought it would be war machine got of thunder fits like a glove. It wasn't (laughs) really that. So uh, uh, I didn't like that album at all. Ace's album I liked. Paul's as well. Uh, But in later years, I've come to appreciate it a bit more. Man of a Thousand Faces. uh, See You Tonight is a beautiful song. I mean, it has some beautiful songs on there. but, But as an album, I think it's... I prefer it over Peter's album, but it's just the third the third after Ace and Paul. So, uh, and if I would put up my 15 uh, favorite Kiss albums, you wouldn't see Gene Simmons 78 or Asshole anywhere near those 15 albums. So, so uh, when it comes to his recordings, I'm not really sure if I enjoy his solo projects. I think uh, most of his songs were greatly improved if he worked with someone else. For example, in later years, uh, Unholy, when he worked with Vinnie Vincent, then he uh, really was able to create some great stuff. And in the 80s, um, when you hear the demos for some of his songs to lick it up, uh, you do understand what kind of input Vinnie Vincent had on those songs. Like fits like glove is. Well, I always mention that because I like I like that one. But uh, um, the demo is like really simple, and then I guess he added Vinny, and out came this great um, song. So so when it comes to his recordings, I wouldn't rate them really high at all. Okay, I'm sure Ken will write, rate them higher.
0: <laughs> yeah so I, I guess that's a thumbs down for gene's recorded solo output as his greatest
4: All external
0: no right. venture that's fine ken daniel pointed fingers at you is uh his recorded work his greatest external venture do you uh
1: well external venture um i mean we're not counting the vault right
0: um we're leaving the vault as a that's its own, so it's, it, and that's it, its own thing itself. right yeah yeah
1: it's its own that's thing. kind of a bigger thing right so, yeah, as for the gene simmons uh, his music um outside um i well, I always loved gene Simmons solo album <laughs> from the first time I heard it uh, and i was uh at, what in into kiss for about a year uh, at that time when I first bought the uh, album in seventy eight um that was the one I liked the most at the beginning now I I came to listening to the other ones I, I started liking them you know better you know uh you know Aces of course is always you know a high up there with everybody um it's you know the straight ahead Rockers and stuff like that and, and Paul's a little bit more like Kiss itself you know uh but yeah, Gene Simmons branched out and and did his own thing and you know, I got to give him credit for, you know, t- it's it's taking risks, really. He's not ca- scared to take risks. Um, no. and, and, and that was a risky thing, not making every song on that album God of Thunder, which he, of course, didn't write. But if you think yeah. about it, you know, Daniel, you know, Great Expectations. You may not like Great Expectations, but I, I come to appreciate it more now than I did back then. Um, he's, that's a song that could have ended up on his solo album. In 78, and that sort of thing. So, so I like, I mean, I don't know if it's his greatest you know, thing. I wish he would have done more solo albums, to tell you the truth, uh, based on what we've heard off The Vault. Um, but Ken, when we talk
4: about The Vault, can, uh, he had a lot of material for, for Revenge and Carnival kind of Souls that I think you liked. What if he have, had released something in, in the 90s, you know, and just prior to,
1: to yeah. the reunion? I would have, I would have liked that. I mean, it would have been, I think, cool, you know, if he chose the right, you know, songs, of course, and and made it (laughs) consistent, right? Um, But, you know, it it is what it is. But, you know, I like that. I've always liked Gene Simmons' uh, solo stuff. So it is what it is. I don't know if it's his greatest accomplishment. I I think we're going to get to that later. I think uh, when we talk about, you know, maybe the vault
0: all right. Anton, we always have to have a musician chime in with something intelligent when we're talking about someone's <laughs> music. So uh, Gene Simmons' solo albums, either and or, um, do you rank them as his greatest external contributions or um, successes?
3: I mean, the 78 solo album is 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 great for me. I mean, I think it's great songwriting. I think Man of a Thousand Faces is one of his his greatest songs. Uh, cool, when I had an opportunity to... to uh, participate in the Q&A in the nashville vault that's what i asked him about the the writing of man of a thousand faces and um but just all the all the the, the beatles influence stuff on that album because I, I love the beatles so it was great hearing him really you know uh explore that influence on him in ways that he hadn't really had a chance to do with kiss um uh, see you tonight mr make-believe I, I love all those songs and uh and hearing more stuff on the vault in that, in that vein, like, like dreamer and things like that. And, and then uh, uh, guilty pleasures for a later era one. And, and that's, I asked him directly, as I, I said, did Paul reject that song for either Sonic boomer monster? Cause it could have been the, the going blind of, of the modern era. And, and Gene just gave me this look like, you know, he, he, he knows it could have been a great kiss song, but, but, Paul didn't like it, so. Uh, but yeah, the '78 album I love. "Asshole" I don't love as much because it's not really Gene. It's more like it's 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 a Bag album with Gene on vocals. And if you've ever heard the Bag album without Gene on vocals, it's it's god awful. So, um, you know, I, I like I like the songs with Bruce and Eric on that because it sounds like Kiss songs. Uh, "Sweet and Dirty Love," "Carnival of Souls." Um. Uh. What was the other one? Those way, uh, weapons of mass destruction. Um, mm-hmm. Those. Why do you
2: have that?
3: Those, those. <laughs> I enjoy those songs off of asshole, but most of asshole, I, I'm not a big fan of because it's not really it's not really Gene. It was him farming out music to mostly Bag and and him throwing some vocals on it. Uh, the '78 album is is Gene. It's 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 yeah. his thing and it's and it's his personality, and all all facets of it, and and I love it. I love every song on that album. I was in
4: shock when I heard "When You Wish Upon a Star," but I oh, guess Ken yeah. yeah. loved that song, or well, as as a, as a as a little because of his immigrant background, but yeah. but as a song, you you love Gene doing "When I Wish Upon a Star."
1: Is that true? You do. Oh, you know God. that song. I mean, the first time I thought, I thought what the, you know, it was a uh, you know crazy kind of thing like what, what why is he singing that you know but you know then you realize later on what it was all about um, um yeah but you didn't know yeah but i kind of wish he would have sang it and and not you know i guess he was tearing up or whatever when he sang it and so it's not his best vocal we know he can sing pretty pretty yeah. darn good and i think i wish it, he would have recorded it without the emotional part of it uh you know, so much. I think it would have been a, a little bit better uh, version of the song if uh, just a straight vocal.
0: I don't think you need to understand the context of when you wish upon a star to find it quirky or odd. Mm-hmm. You know, the demon is the demon and there's him doing something weird regardless of, <laughs> you know, his original yeah. background or any of that be- that became apparent later. Lonnie, what's your take on Gene's External um project? And I guess it's always an icebreaker. Uh, you go up to a KISS convention or to people and you just say, "Do you like asshole?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> what kind of convention depends on what kind of convention you're asking about, but <laughs> i think gee i i'm with daniel in the fact that i my brother bought gene's 78 solo on when we were kids and we were both expecting 10 you know or whatever songs of god of thunder war machine like oh this is gonna be great
4: and but we, lonnie the, the intro lonnie the intro is fantastic and we're like oh here we go
2: best thing on the album best thing on the album. we're like oh here we go this is gonna be fantastic i mean this it sounds so dark and evil and satanic and i can't wait for it this is gonna be great and we're both looking at each other is that gene singing like we we were convinced for the longest time that gene didn't sing on his solo album that it wasn't even him singing (laughs) Because that's not what Gene sounds like. As kids, we were convinced of that. So and, and then, you know, as as we got a little bit older, we're like, okay, that is Gene singing. But it but it was not, but it and, and I've grown to like the album more and more over over the years. Um and and, and I'm with you guys at Asshole. I I no, I don't like asshole. So I um I, is it his greatest accomplishments? No. I think that... Um, I, I, I'm with you guys that I, I wish there, were, there could have been more Gene solo albums that, that could, have, it could have released some of that material that we've heard on The Vault in and, and a better manner to, to showcase the, show, the, the songwriter that he is um, I, th- I think the 78 album, as much as I've grown to like it over the years I think it still f- falls short of the mark um, when you compare it with Paul, what Paul and, and Ace put out in 78, I, I, I don't think you can put it up there with with Paul's and, and aces and 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 what he put out no four? just no I'm with you guys it just it doesn't even count Yeah,
0: so Gene Simmons' solo music. I'm actually disappointed with Gene that he hasn't had as many songs out there in recent years. You know, since 2000, Paul's had stuff like Blood Type R placed with bands, uh, the song um, placed with, uh, what was it, The Click Five. You know, he did songwriting and tried to do it outside of the band. Gene seemed to just put his songs with the bands he was producing in the 80s. So, you know... When I take the two albums, I don't think they are his greatest, you know, accomplishment as an artist. You know, both of them I like because they are Gene being Gene, that they are unpredictable. Even Asshole for its failings of too many songs that were purchased from external artists. The ones that he does himself that came from his blender are still, you know, pretty Gene-type songs. And I think the, th- the point about The Vault... um, well it's his own other kind of subject is that it would have been nice for him to record some of those songs properly as a solo album um in in full proper quality there's so much in there that just seems to be a waste it's like you've written all these songs and then you just basically put them out on a vault essentially making them throwing them away because you know there weren't as many people who bought the vault as consumed it for free and consume it for free on uh, YouTube, which, you know, it it doesn't bother me, but uh, it it would have been nice for him to have given his art a little bit more respect than he seems to, but it seems to be part of his mentality towards songwriting and music, that it's all very disposable into what it accomplishes for him at that moment. Um, Let's move into that other area, and but
4: you know, Before we go into the vault and all kinds of stuff, I would like to hear a little bit about what people think about his acting skills. We, we went through that real fast. Oh, that,
0: was I, that was where I was going. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Who's in charge here? Daniel's in charge. Daniel, lead us into the acting.
4: You know, I'm just a fan. I want to know what other fans like. I, I'm totally into what fans think about Gene Simmons. So. Uh, I want to know what they think about the acting career, you know. We mentioned it at the top of the show, but but I need I need some more information. Okay. So well, you we'll go go. correct?
0: who you're asking?
4: I I'm not in charge. You <laughs>
0: you're steering <laughs>
4: the ship right, through the, the
1: seas.
0: All right, Ken, get us started on Gene's acting career. Gene's acting uh,
1: career. Is that um,
0: something that you can consider his best?
1: No, 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 of course not. Um yeah, he did right, Well, that's
0: the topic. Next topic.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice <Thanks, what>? Ken. <laughs> what the heck? All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool that he, you know, was acting and and he when he did Runaway, you know, I saw that like the day it came out at the theater. Oh my I saw the theater. That's yeah, yeah, I saw the theater. Yeah, cool. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. I thought actually the movie wasn't wasn't bad. I mean, it's kind of you know, very dated, dated. but, uh, it was, it was all right. And I liked, you know, Tom Selleck was all right, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the thing is with Gene is he was being, you know, typecast into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I paid, I overpaid, <laughs> but, um, I actually paid, believe it or not, you know, well-earned money, you know. But yeah, it was it was an entertaining movie, um, and it, he was good for that part, uh, I have to say. Um, but yeah, some of his other stuff, um, you know, when he did, uh, you know, Velvet von Ragnar, oh, that's that terrible. One, it was like just as that it was kind of, you know, it was kind of shocking. Um, he really though got himself into that one that role. You got to admit but it, but yeah, his acting is just something extra that I think, think he thought he could do, or it was, it was something that, uh, he wanted to, you know, try to do, and obviously it didn't really turn into too much, he did a few movies here and there, and some TV stuff, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's better, you know, stick, stick to, or stay in your lane, I guess, is the thing, you know, as far as music is, uh, stay in the lane, and, and record music and, and tour and that sort of stuff.
0: Okay, Johan. Uh, no, it's a promo.
1: <laughs>
0: and Gene's acting is acting is to acting as Yoko Ono's vocals are to singing. And Tom, uh, what's your take? Uh, Have not you watched Never Too Young to Die recently?
3: Oh well, I, I just purchased the Blu-ray. I haven't actually watched it yet cuz I'm, I'm, I'm still Don't working do it. up to Velvet, do it. Velvet it. Von Ragnar in high definition is going to be, you know, something. Oh yeah. Use. But um <laughs> you know, I mean when I was a kid I thought he was great. You know, I I really enjoyed Runaway. Uh, I saw the theater up yeah. the VHS tape. I watched it a bunch. Uh I thought Never Too Young to Die was 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 fun and interesting. I mean, I was I was I was a kid. What can I say? Um You know, his acting's not the greatest now that I'm a little more cultured and watched more movies, but I still enjoy it for the nostalgic factor. Uh, Trick or Treat, I love that movie. Not for Gene, Mm -hmm. really, just for the whole, you know, capturing of the 80s metal scene in a movie. And, um, you know, I watch that movie at least once every year or two, probably every year around around Halloween. I watch one of my October movies. And uh, and Gene was great in that, even though he's just a small part in that, and he was really good in that. And and you know, I mean, uh, a drug lord on Miami Vice, that was he was good in that. You know, he mm. he has he, got some acting yeah. skill. He's not as good oh, as he yeah. thinks he is, but he you know he's a good character actor.
0: <laughs> okay, and son, who's a better actor, Gene
3: Simmons or Paul Stanley? Gene. Um. um <laughs> I mean, I gotta give it to Gene. What has Paul even done? Remind me what Paul has even done. Millennial, the,
0: the Folgers commercial.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: well, I, I I guess I I know he likes coffee, so he's believable, you know. <laughs> All right, Lottie. Gene is an actor.
2: Well, fun and interesting is a is a great way to describe Never Too Young to Die. Fun and interesting. But... Gene's acting. Gene's, oh, no, it's not fun. It's not fun or interesting. Um, I, I, um, Gene's acting career for me, I don't know. I mean, you know, it always to me it always seemed like kind of a joke that he's out there doing these movies in the 80s. It's just like, what, what are you doing? Stick with what works. You know what I mean? I mean, find something that you're good at doing and and do it. I understand the lore of Hollywood was 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 big for him, but come on. Runaways, Runaways, halfway decent. And when I mean halfway decent, I don't think I've watched it in 20 years. So, I mean, I call myself a Kiss fan. But, <laughs> I mean, it's it's Saturday night, and I want to watch a movie, I'm not going to sit down and watch Runaway. Or One of Dead or Alive. I'm just not going to do it. You know, I, I think there, there's about 200 movies I'd watched before I'd watched one of those, <laughs> one of those movies. So, no, it it does it falls way short of the mark for me. I I, I think the whole Gene wanting to be an actor thing was you know was silly. I mean, here a guy that could pull off, hey, I'm gonna go and be an actor. Here, The Rock, he pulled it off. He was a wrestler hmm. and now he's gonna go be an actor. That guy pulled it off. Well, because what is wrestling half the time it's scripted it is it's acting. Acting to begin with. <laughs> so he could do it, but Gene wanting to be an actor to me it's it's just silly, and I I I I can't do it. All right, Daniel.
4: I think you all guys must have forgot about Wanted There Alive. I mean, oh, Marak Al-Ahim, the mean <laughs> Arab terrorist. I think Gene nailed that part. I think that's his best performance ever. Well, it's not the best movie, but he totally stole the show from Rutger Howard. I mean... If you think about that movie, you think about Marak Allahim, and in hindsight, um, that kind of problem with Arab terrorists, you know, they were a bit before their time because after 9/11, you know, <laughs> you know what happened. But I think he nailed that role. I think it was great in that role, and it was a process, you know. Runaway, it was kind of cool in that movie. Uh, and that Velvet, you know, the the, the, the things he did. What was, the, I don't even remember the name. Um, when he played in the transvestite, what, what was the name of that movie? Never Too Young to Die. Never Too Young to Die, yeah. That was just terrible. But it, I, I think he improved over time. And in Wanted, Dead or Alive, I think he did a great performance. And I think he could have taken that a bit further if he was given the chance. Uh, so that's about the only movie I still kind of enjoy watching. Uh, it's not a great movie, but I think Gene did a great performance. Uh, he was a bit more subdued than in Runaway, and but you have to remember Gene is a movie buff. I mean, when you mm-hmm. when you hear interviews with him, he, he can say, uh, "Well, I watch two, three movies a day," and he comes from the you know, forties, fifties uh, horror movies. So at times he ha- people have said that he's an, he's overacting, but I think he he, he kind of mimics the roles that he enjoyed. You have to remember that when in early in the early movie years, people acted more like in theater. You had to show uh, the moves so the the people in the back understood what you were doing. Like Bela Lugosi, I guess, was a big influence for him, you know, Dracula. Uh, so he stole from him. And I think he he managed to to, to do it real well in, 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 in Wanted There Alive. But other than that, I don't think he did a lot. But in the later years, he did a sh- small part in the movie where he played some sort of uh, um, lawyer. Do you remember yeah. The movie kind of sucked, but the only part that was memorable was the gene stuff. <laughs> he, he was talking about smashing some guy's nuts in a door, and uh, he was well, he was overacting, but he was funny. He was uh, solid, so 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 I think he got some skills. I think I think he's a pretty pretty good actor, and uh, unfortunately in the 80s. There weren't a whole lot of good movies that he got, a, got to, to be a part of, but I, I think you, you should give Walter or Alive a second chance. It's, it's a good performance by Gene. Well, at least watch the ending. His,
1: his, his, best, his best acting was, yeah, his best acting is actually, um, you know, Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. <laughs> oh. Seriously. I mean, it's, some of it is, a lot of it is was staged you know just yeah like that. Well, just stories
0: like... and... oh that that's a spoiler for that section of the show Ken. Thanks a lot. Oh, crazy. Crazy. just,
1: just well, ruined
0: it
3: oh man. one thing we've overlooked from from runaway was his amazing capacity to regrow his hair for the animalized tour oh yeah, yeah with, with that headband now that's that he talent too right <laughs>
0: I've never enjoyed any of his acting in the eighties. Wanted dead or alive is probably the most memorable. Uh, Never got through Runaway. Never, ever. I figured they all should have quit acting after the first screening of kiss meets the phantom Phantom. (laughs) Um, because since then, none of them have done exceptionally well. I think, I think Peter probably wins it for the most convincing acting scene. Um, And ACE did a pretty good job as well in that, that, one brief thing that he did, but I've still got a copy of Millennium, I think, that the DVD for that episode that's unopened. I never have had the inclination to re-watch that either. Um, oh yeah, there's a good one. Uh, an honorable mention for Red, red surf, surf and of course his him yeah. playing a drug dealer in red. Miami Vice Season 2. George All right, let, Let's get out of the... Uh, what ruined, what ruined his uh, contributions to Kiss in the 80s into what also ruined his contributions to Kiss in the 1980s, and that's Gene's external productions. Mm-hmm. He produced a ton of acts. Anton's already mentioned Wendy O. Williams. Um, there are, of course, Black and Blue as well. Uh, who else did he ruin? Keel. Um, well, Keel was already. Doro. Doro. That's Ezio. actually an album. O. Yeah, Ezio. So do you think that, um, well, Anton, back to you. Do you think his yeah. his uh, job as a producer is his greatest accomplishment? Uh,
3: no, it seemed like his, his he, you know, he was producing albums as an excuse to get uh, more of his songs published and recorded <laughs> by these bands. Because that's where a lot of his outtakes ended up on the, the Doro album and the Keel albums and the Black and Blue albums, all all filled with the the songs that, Paul rejected from '80s Kiss albums.
0: <laughs> Just think of the songs of those artists that he
3: kicked off for his own filler. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, we probably want, aren't missing out on anything too great. So I don't know. <laughs>
0: Suspicious ending up as. Uh,
3: but that was that's as, that's that was his song though, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Suspicious doesn't get on Crazy Nights. It ends up on a Black and Blue album.
3: Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It would have been better as as Kiss stuff. But yeah, I, I agree.
0: I mean, Paul Paul must have hated his
1: guts in the 80s. Paul I think, didn't you know, want his, kids, Gene's best stuff yeah. on the album, so Paul could be better than Gene. All right, Ken. <laughs> My theory. But anyway. <laughs> I um, yeah, his production. Uh, I I love the uh, Wendy O. Williams one. I mean, obviously that's the best one of the bunch, right? Um, and, uh, you know, he, he tried to keep those heavy drums and that sort of stuff that was from you know, Creatures of the Night and, and so on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the other ones, I, I bought all those albums. You know? Oh, yeah, Gene yeah. Sands is producing. Okay, I bought the album. You know? I, I kept doing that. But most of them, they were decent production jobs, actually. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of those albums were not that great. Uh, <laughs> though I did like, you know, that EZO album. Actually, I did like that a lot, I, I remember um, back in the day, but, uh, yeah, his best thing is, is, is Wendy Williams, um, the rest of them are okay, you know, the Black and Blue and all that other stuff, House of Lords, right, um, and, and so on, so, yeah, I mean, it's not his best stuff, but, you know, like you said, Julian, he's, he's probably, he's a good way to get some songwriting, uh, credits out there uh, and <laughs> more income <laughs> coming in uh, to him, you know, in the end, that's what he's wanted to do is make money. So that's one. I think one of the reasons he does all these different things.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, you know, his production, I think Wendy O. Williams obviously takes the cake just in terms of that. It's basically a lost kiss album in many ways, but I yeah. think his most, uh, his most critical production is probably the Van Halen demo for what that led to. And while he didn't get to produce anything further um, that being, uh, they would have gotten signed anyway. Probably. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Or
3: probably at a time. if, If you
0: think about what was happening to quiet riot, who was their main competitor around the time quiet riot only ended up with a a deal in japan and not worth a damn of course kevin dubrow is a bit of a negative versus dave lee roth uh, for oh. for that yeah. but uh van, van halen certainly
2: was more worthy of it lonnie you know i yeah the, the wendy williams album is good um and and yeah the, the van halen obviously is a great point julian but outside of that i mean it's more it's more kind of like what 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 are you doing what are we doing type thing it's yeah it's a way for him to get some songwriting credits get that out there, it it seemed. I don't know it seemed like it was it was like a like a selfish side project in a way and for him for him to kind of get some some recognition outside of the band. Um, just you know, f- again, focus on, focus on, on what you're good at, focus on your bread and butter, which was Kiss at the time. And make that as good as possible. Cause yeah, yeah. You can make some extra revenue doing some other things like that. But if, if, if Kiss hits a, a big album or Kiss has a widely successful tour, well that, that's where your money's at. So to me, I just, I just feel like the, the acting at the time just co- it goes hand in hand with this producing at the time just you know just like what what, are, what do you what are you doing type thing yeah the wendy williams on this cool you know but it's not it's not a go-to for me or anything like that i don't I'm like oh i'm going to listen to this today type thing very very rarely so you know i i, I kind of put this hand in hand with the acting personally
0: okay so we've mentioned it gene simmons family jewels I I think even though we've got books and solo stuff and tours and entrepreneurial stuff, it's hard to even think of something bigger with Gene Simmons than Family Jewels running for six seasons. Um, For me, I found it nearly impossible to watch. It was just so (laughs) cornball, just so overly scripted, so contrived. I mean, right to the... I, I was out when he was sticking his hand up the ass of a cow. I mean, even though that was that was clearly not a new experience for Gene. Um, at least this time he was wearing a glove. But I, I could it's not like stand glove. family yeah. I couldn't stand family jewels for the most part. Um, uh, any part of it. It was like this is not the music. Um, but there were little pieces in there that were gold. There were when you pick up an acoustic guitar and that scene in the kitchen where he played- My uh,
4: uncle is a rat. Yeah. Or
0: when he played First Love with Sophie. Um, Mm -hmm. There were little bits, but they all come back to my love of Gene as a songwriter, musician, rather than giving a toss about his family because he had no chance of competing with Ozzy Osbourne on pure disaster value. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Ozzy either because that was almost like watching a train wreck and it just felt wrong, it's like rubbernecking. Um, Crazy dream. But I, I don't <laughs> Rubber- think anyone will argue yes. that Gene Simmons Family Jewels kept Kiss in a much larger spotlight than it deserved at the time and was critically important to a lot of things that they were able to do and you know, stretch out their career and lead to other stuff, Daniel
4: uh well when it comes to family use i have to second you i I didn't watch it a lot um it was painful to watch to me i mean too scripted too obvious Mm, at times very embarrassing i mean gene walking around in a robe and uh, being late yeah and he, he didn't really Contribute anything to the household. His his wife seemed to do most of, of the work, and he he just ran around and, and looked for 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 new projects. So and it wasn't anything that he came up with. He tried to mimic Aussie Osborne's success, of course. So uh, nah, I don't have a lot to say about family use. Not not my cup of tea. Um, but as um, Lonnie mentioned like a half hour ago uh, it was important for the band I think I think I think it made uh, people interested in the band so just for that it was good that they did it but it's not for me
0: yeah at least one of those family jewels DVDs can that one looked like it was still in its shrink wrap there was a special edition of the yeah, first right. series, I think, that came with this, a Music yeah. Yes. That, that was the only one I owned. Unreleased songs. The <laughs> great great songs. Anton, Family Jewels.
3: Well, I mean, Family Jewels, uh, I can appreciate its existence for bringing uh, us the idea of the Gene Simmons bikini car wash. It's true. So if if, if for, nothing, if if for nothing else it was, it was it was it was worth existing so that that idea could come out into the world yeah
0: yeah that, that's a very fair point oh well, yeah. Lonnie, you, you talked you talked about family jewels earlier
2: Lonnie, so i didn't um i i remember i was excited when it, when it was getting ready to come out you know and i remember watching it i remember watching it like the night it debuted like in 06 or whatever it was and 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 you walked away from it like okay that was a little silly and you know but, but I still turned in and watched the next week and the next week and the next week and you know the, to Julian's point there were nuggets you know in there that that really kind of that, that were for the um, the hardcore Kiss fan kind of like ooh made you sit up on sit up on the couch a little bit straighter when it was on you know and then Eric would be over from time to time like oh there's Eric Singer you know, that's kind of cool um, I always thought it was strange watching that where you'd see Sharon go off somewhere. She's out with friends, and Pamela was there. I'm like, that's kind of strange. Paul's ex-wife. Paul's <laughs> ex-wife, Pamela Stanley. I wonder how that sits um, down the road a little bit. You know, I'm like, hmm, here's here's here's, here's Sharon up. Here's Shannon up with Pamela Stanley. I'm like, oh, that's,
0: I want to that's see what your money from the farewell
2: tours will to fall yeah, to the next week. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I always thought that was quite interesting when that when that would happen. And it happened quite often, too, that, that Pamela appeared on the show. Um, And I, I kind of think that kind of rubs somebody the wrong way. I, I, don't well, I always to...
3: refused to appear on it, so... Correct. They weren't really getting along
2: really good in that time frame. Hence why I know there was no touring during that time frame either. I think it was another part of it as well. But say what you want about the show, it... You know, back to my point earlier. Say what you want about the show, it it did wonders for the band, um, image-wise. For not not only people that had been fans of the band, I think it I think it re-energized a certain part of the fan base and brought a new generation of fans. And I go I and I think and I can say this is true because I did I did a meet and greet in. 04 in St. Louis, and there's like 12 of us backstage. Okay, it was, and it was really cool. And then I did a meet, and then I did a meet and greet in Chicago in 09. And Family jewels was at its peak, and there were 200 of us backstage, at a thousand bucks a pop. <laughs> what? What's the difference? And you're playing in a sold out Sonic Boom. <laughs> no, actually, no. Actually, I don't think so. I mean, you're playing at a sold-out arena in in down in Chicago, as opposed to a half-empty amphitheater a few years ago. It did wonders for the band. Like it or not, corn, corny or not, corny or not, and sticking your hand up a asshole of a cow, corny or not, um, did. It, it did wonders for the band. So is it is it is it, is it the most successful? I think the, the answer is obviously yes. And I think it's actually <laughs> and I think it's actually my favorite because of what it did for for the band. I, I, I think not only the 09 tour, but I think tours after that. It just it just re energized the band in the public eye for in America. But history. but I just have to add,
4: uh, we've sh- shut down Sonic Boom quite a few times now. Uh, I like Sonic Boom better. I have huh? to mention personally, for me it was really important because I had given up on the band, you know. I just saw them as a nostalgia act, just going out on tour uh, performing the same songs over and over again, and then suddenly new music. And it... Um, it it made me you know getting back into the groove and and liking the band again so i think for many people sonic boom was important because it, uh especially for thomas like tommy thayer he before before sonic boom he only played other people's songs now he sort of could put his stamp on the band at least um, for a little bit. So, so I think Sonic Boom was really important for the band as well. Uh, I just want to mention that. Thank you. Um,
0: yes, it is. And it, I don't know if it would have been possible without Family Jewels raising their visibility, and all then seeing that there was more interest in the band, and all of a sudden now we'll do a, a, an album because there's a possibility of more people. So, you know, it's chicken and egg. Um, Let's talk about another area of Gene's art that he's approached like he's approached his music. That if he likes something, he can buy someone else's song and release it. And this is publishing. Um, He's put out, obviously, Me Inc., Ladies of the Night, 27, uh, Kiss and Makeup, Sex, Money, Kiss, and Gene Simmons' Art of War, which is basically taking Sun Tzu's um, Art of War. And uh, slapping his name on it, public domain work. Don't forget um, on power. Yeah. Or on power. Or yes. should we? Or, or should we? I mean. Uh,
3: uh, Anton. So, so, well, supposedly he was a New York Times bestseller, right? That was for "Kiss and Makeup," so that was probably his most successful one. Um, I've only read the "Kiss and Makeup" and "Sex, Money, Kiss" for the, you know, for the. Behind the scenes, kiss info, and the, sto- and, the, and the info about, you know, the stories about the music, because that's what I'm interested in. Um, all those other books, I uh, have, don't have and haven't read, and really have no interest in. But um, uh, his first one was was a, a New York Times best selling book, right? So that would be that. You have to consider yourself successful as an author if you have a a, a book on those charts, right? Yeah, even if it was ghost written. <laughs> uh
0: daniel gene is an author
4: yeah you know the biography was nothing special um and the big problem for me is seems like he he's been using a lot of ghost writers on a few of his books like that 70, 27 book you know and the ladies of the night uh you know i got a friend who was a successful athlete over here in sweden and uh an Olympic champion. And I remember people contacting him and wanting him to put his name on stuff, you know, like cooking books and articles and all kind of stuff. And I think that that might be one thing with Gene, that people gets, get in contact with him and say, hey, I got this great project. Do you want to be a part of it? You just have to put your name on it and then we can release it. So I'm not sure how big part Gene has in a lot of his... Of, of these, um, you know, projects like, yeah. I, I think people approach him. You know, you have the soda thing. You know that soda he had for, for money bag soda. It's on my. Money list. bag soda, yeah. and you have the, the 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 weed thing, and also the uh, alcoholic stuff, the alcohol. You know, the the spirits that they've been released in later years. People just get in contact with him and, and, and say. Put your name on this and let's release it. So um, I think the only thing he did by himself, I don't know how. But but the first biography that went um, in the early 2000s, I think that's his book. Other than that, I'm not sure how much he's been a part of the other stuff. Me, Inc. and, and that stuff he's a part of. But those are really thin <laughs> So um, and really
0: bad. Yeah, I, I'm going to interrupt before I go to Lonnie, and that is I think Anton is right about New York Times bestselling author for Kiss and Up, regardless of it being ghostwritten, but I think um, it's not a solo venture.
3: Yeah, it's, it's more of a it's Kiss own, venture. It certainly
0: hit one of his most successful things outside of Kiss, but it's because of
3: Kiss. Right. It, it's you got know, his, his, true. His, his makeup face, face and makeup and on the cover. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I'll, I'll certainly say I only own two of his books, and it's Kiss and Makeup and Sex, Sex Money, Money, Kiss.
2: Kiss. Yep. Lonnie, publisher Gene. Um, you know, I bought Kiss and Makeup probably the day it came out um, and, and read it immediately. And I think I can say the same thing for Sex, Money, Kiss when that came out as well. I was excited for the follow-up um, and and enjoyed both of them, actually. um, Very much so. I, I just... Jeans was the first autobiography to come out and oh yeah, the tongue magazine. I have all my tongue magazines still in a tote downstairs. <laughs> you know. Those those are worth a lot of money. So um, I'll be holding on to those for a while. So I um and they're 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 good reads though. And and I did buy the ladies of the night, which yeah, I'm real proud that I own that too. And I think I have me ink also, but um, for for me, it's those first two though, and those are good projects. We're talking about Gene being successful. I mean, th- those were very successful ventures, both of those, the sex, money, kiss, and the and the kiss and makeup um The others, they kind they kind of fall, I think, for me after that, you know. And I I think he was a little bit jealous of the the Asus book came out, and Peter's book came out, and Paul's book came out, and when, he had put his out about ten years pri- ten or twelve years prior at that point. And it's like oh well maybe maybe i should have waited a little bit a little bit longer to put mine out but um they're, they're good projects though for sure as much as i've kind of you know waved away the the acting and the and the uh, and the producing I, I i think the at least the first two books you put out are are, are are good reads both of them very i think sex money kiss you know is a, is a good um it's a it that's a good book like as a, as a good very mo- motivational type book to go out there and and do your best. If you're gonna do something, give your all type, type message that it, that it portrays. I, I enjoy both of them. Better than Backstage Pass is a second kind For of- For sure. Having it, yeah. they're both doing yeah. a
0: similar thing, um, but it comes a, across yeah. as a little bit more um, more reasonable. All right, Ken.
1: Yeah. Uh, are you sure? Because you already skipped me on Family Jewels. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and You didn't right. chime uh, up and you, interrupt? You, you,
1: you, you held up the
0: DVD. Said... That was your contribution. You were providing the eye candy.
1: That's it. I, Are you I'm sure. Uh, let me let me just say on the Family Jewels that I did watch it. And I was watching everything. You know, I enjoyed it. I was always waiting for something that kiss. You know, something that you know led to something with kiss. Um, I think I remember the one episode where, where Paul had to be rushed to the hospital. They, they had that episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh you know, where Gene had to do the lead vocals on that, that, that show. So uh, that, so so every now now and then. Family
0: jewels, he went to the hospital. Yeah.
1: Those are only (laughs) rumors. You know, that heart uh, palpitation thing that he had. So anyway, uh, enough of that. Uh, The the, the the
3: important part of that that is they have pro shot of that, uh, that three piece show with Gene on vocals. And and we did that. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I agree i agree um so the books yeah again i'm like you guys the, the first two books are the important i didn't go buy any of the other uh books i saw them I was like yeah i don't have any interest maybe if i was you know starting a business or something maybe one of those other books um could could have been useful um but uh yeah i i'm not gonna buy every single thing that you know is kiss, kiss related um Though I buy a lot of stuff, but there's a ton of stuff that I I just don't buy. I mean, I, I kind of pick and choose my things. So the two books was enough, I think. Though, yeah, I agree. Gene Simmons should do, and he probably will, uh, another you know autobiography, a, a thorough one, and lit out some more you know details of, of of stuff that's gone on. Maybe after this you know, tour is done, so.
0: Yeah, so I skipped you. I'll start with you on this next one. Uh, Entrepreneurial <laughs> and his uh, clothing lines, money bag soda or money bag line, uh, dragonfly. Did you own any dragonfly?
2: Oh, I do.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, here we
1: go. But the Canadian pot, I thought he was going to go for that. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, you know, some of the stuff... Uh, I, do I, have any dragonfly? I don't think I have any dragonfly stuff, but um, you I, know, I can't
0: imagine buying a cap with that money bag thing. I mean, it looks like a, like a
1: poop. Yeah, I have. I have bought the. I actually, I have a, on the shelf back here uh, an empty bottle of one of the um, money bag sodas. And actually, the money bag sodas are were pretty good. I especially like the root beer flavor. You know, I'm sure I know he didn't come up with the flavor or anything like that, but uh, at least it was a decent product (laughs) and it was enjoyable to drink. This
2: (laughs) is the first
0: podcast that has had a costume change in the middle of it.
2: I only wear this this shirt when I want to feel fancy. Yeah, the, the
1: Dragonfly shirts, they have some cool ones, kiss ones and stuff like that. <laughs> I have those too, but this is the most ridiculous one, so I had to wear this one. But that, thats <laughs> mm. a bunch of pics, right? Is that pics? No, it's money bags. money bags. Money bags. Oh, they are money bags. Okay. Who bags? I got my screen.
2: My too. wife's going to be so uh, turned on later and she sees I put this on.
1: <laughs> yeah, so hey, it's Mr. mostly money bags. in the garage. It's, it's like it's false, a, it's a, it's a false advertisement. He's wearing a, that's a powerful Mr. Bags.
2: That's right. That's right. Oh.
0: Damn. all right, so, Anto, right now. Yeah, go gene, gene Simmons uh money bag Drag-a-fly. so I feel like
3: I feel like the only thing that really qualifies as successful is not really a Gene thing because it would be rock and bruise and that's Gene and Paul um that's really seems to be like the only thing that is like mm. succeeded and endured and I guess you know maybe the 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 mini golf but that's more of just because it's in Vegas so that, that hadn't really you know there's no kiss mini golfs all around the country. I don't think, I don't think there's, but just the one and there's two. You know, there's two. Okay. Okay. But uh rock and Brews, there's a bunch of them. And it seems like it's successful and it seems like it's, you know, su- successful, you know, as its own thing, not, not because it's a, a kiss related thing. Um, so, but as far as like jeans stuff on his own, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I bought a couple issues of the Tongue magazine, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> All right, Lottie. You, you've got your fan club out here. Well, now. I, well, well, I think this
2: shirt is self-explanatory. <laughs> 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 but um, no, I, I, I have a couple nice. of these other shirts, too. I have, what did that a, cost? Like a, What? What did the shirt cost? I don't. Right. And yeah. by 03, an and 03. In 03, in 03 it probably costs like fifty dollars in '03, and that's really expensive back in '03 for a shirt. So maybe more than that, I don't remember. But I have there's a there's a there's a there's one like this that has like the four solo album faces on it. Right. And yeah. I I think I have a Creatures one too. So right. it, it, it's pretty good, pretty good, pretty proud of it. Um, and there's like shorts too. They're like like Destroyer like board shorts and Love Gun like board shorts. I think I have destroyer ones actually. I might put those on later. Um, <laughs> my wife texts me; she's not happy. Uh, <laughs>
0: every, know, I, every, uh, every male has heard that before. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, at the time, it was fun. I mean, I bought, I, I, bought the 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 dragonfly stuff, and 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 I think a lot of other Kiss fans did too. I mean, it. Here, there wasn't a whole lot going on in 0203 when no. when when those when he was doing stuff like that. And the Tongue magazine at the same time, O two, O three. There wasn't a whole lot going on. There wasn't a whole lot of new kiss stuff out there to buy. So yeah, I have my tongue magazines downstairs still. I have these gaudy shirts still. Um I I I I I have these. I'm, I, I'm more willing to I knew exactly where this was. It took me like five seconds to go find this and put it on. You know, where I think I'd have to look a real, little harder for my D V D of runaway. So uh, uh, I know, know where mine is. I'll, I'll, What's I'll, dead go or good, I'll go to
0: Goodwill this afternoon and pick up one of these.
2: <laughs> so no, uh, you know, I Jeans had some Jeans had some fun outside projects you know they, they, they some of them have been fun you know and between the clothing line the tongue magazine like it was, it was i think i think those like projects like that i think were fun at the time because there wasn't much else like again like there wasn't anything else going on there was nothing happening is the band done is the band not done we didn't really know they appear in this dick clark thing with tommy thayer i'm like what the hell's going on and so <laughs> I, I think projects like this were fun at the time um and they're still fun for me i don't I you know I think they're good. All right, Daniel.
0: Clothing, food, soda. Oh,
4: that's just a bunch of shit. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that. It's so bad that you can't even fathom. I I I don't know how it came up with all that stuff, but it was bad. And as Larry mentioned, these were some really lean years from for kiss so i guess out of desperation he got that shirt but <laughs> if that shirt had been released in 96 he would have bought something else so Correct. so um, i have really nothing to add to the that stuff i just think it was bad
0: Good and that can lead us i'm going to come uh, just for the sake of time i'm going to combine uh, those oh last two two sections into one and that's uh, of course the gene simmons vault and gene simmons solo band tour um, yeah for me, I rank gene simmons solo tour performances above. Family jewels as his greatest external accomplishments outside of uh, external accomplishments outside of Kiss. It's double whatever, Um, but because to me it has always been about the music. We would never have otherwise heard live versions of Charisma, Are You Ready? It's My Life. Um, What else? Uh, Almost Human, Got Love for Sale, Wall of Sound, Sweet
4: No theme.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Boom Boom. Um, She's a (laughs) European, Sweet and Dirty. And see you tonight. You know, that really and getting to I, I flew to Edmonton to see that damn tour. And obviously I went to LA for the vault. Again, it was the music and everything that both of those things combine into one. I mean, I had tickets for both those other solo shows that got canceled as well. Lonnie, I think you went to one of the live perform performances, but for me, um, it really is gene and his music anton you're holding up your little friend
2: yes (laughs) yeah your thoughts on that
3: oh yeah the 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 vault and the and the solo tour are the the greatest things gene has ever done outside of kiss by far for sure no matter yeah definitely because because it is about the music for me for sure and the tour was awesome And I wish I had a chance to see it, but, you know, I've, I followed it through, through videos and recordings and, and loved hearing all that stuff played live. And, you know, I mean, part of why all that stuff is successful is again, because of Kiss, because of the, our interest in Kiss and and the music, but, but, you know, uh, you know, definitely, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed the vault more than any other thing Gene has done outside of Kiss and I've Spent more time with The Vault and and listening to those solo shows than I have watching his movies or listening to Asshole or, or, you know, reading his books or any of it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, or eating at Rock and Brews, for that or matter. It, and, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. we, we were both at the Vaults in L.A. together. Yeah. I'm I'm still consuming the Vaults. I'm still discovering oh, yeah. new things in it. Um, I'm still finding new recordings on YouTube from the dates that he did all over the place. Um, you know, you know, what are those projects and where do you rank them with his external
1: activities? Well. I think the you know G. M. Tour is, is just fantastic. I think that's a great thing. Unfortunately, we 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 had I, you know you and I had tickets to go to that one that was going to be a Riverside and it got canceled. Uh, you know that would have been a, a very cool thing. But uh, yeah, and the Vault. We went to that in L. A. at Capitol Records uh, building and and uh the, that whole thing that that's the big thing for me. I mean it was just the whole the whole package. The music that you know we probably we never thought we'd hear um all those you know 100 whatever 60 songs or however many there are um, 167 there you go one
0: repeated twice
1: well there you go 167 or 66 <laughs> whichever one but uh and then and then meeting it you know uh meeting him again and and with a little bit more you know time actually i was like <laughs> one of the first ones i i was very lucky to uh you know be one of the first to enter into the the studio and and meet with him and had a little extra time and it was fantastic uh the whole number
0: three
1: i was yeah i was number three going in right after julian number two he had to be (laughs) ahead of me of course um (laughs) but i thank him for having the filming of it
0: yeah they stopped that quickly after after uh that first vault event you know i i don't think there are too many people who attended the vault who actually got to film their whole interaction with gene and also have the camera running for the uh, the changeover between guests that's a really cool yeah. kind of be you, you've never shown yours publicly i think mine's up on uh no
1: on i, YouTube. I, I just some pictures from it but uh yeah i mean that was fantastic and then the show um then him performing a little bit uh, on the stage in front of us a little or in the studio we want to call it but um and then uh then with you know uh, ace showing up and eric showing up and bruce was bruce here too yeah bruce yeah, bruce ace, was there too eric yeah, and all four of them live. were on stage uh and you know it, it, that was fantastic so that was a great mm-hmm. thing I, you know i know it didn't sell as what he had hoped to, you know, uh, sell. I mean, it was kind of expensive because you had to buy it as a package for the most part. Uh, but I think you could buy it separate, but it was still pretty expensive at that time. now you can get it for like 500 bucks. Uh, the last remaining few that are out there, I think they may be gone now. I don't a few know. Thousand. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, the, <laughs> the, song, the, uh, the songs were the big thing, the music, it's always the music. And, uh, just to hear a lot of this music that we never heard before uh, was was just a great thing.
0: Yeah, there's even music on that damn vault that I hadn't heard before. That book is gold. Lonnie, vault.
2: Um, Solo vault. band. Vault's incredible. Absolutely you know, incredible. It gives you a new appreciation for Virginia as a songwriter, especially those songs that, that didn't end up anywhere. I mean, we were listening to Are You Ready the other day. And my wife and I are just like, this is better than anything that's on Monster. Like, hands down, anything that's on Monster, and the fact that it's not on there is just pure ridiculous. Um, and like, and like she even agrees on that too. I mean, she doesn't really care for the band much, you know, but but she's like, this is better than anything that's on Monster, for sure. Um, and 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 there's other stuff on there too that I mean, it's just one song out of 167. There's there's a lot of stuff on there that's just it's really, really good stuff, and just makes you appreciate Gene as a songwriter a whole lot more. And the solo band, I was lucky enough to see him back in. It was 2017 that it came through St. Louis, and being able—I I never thought I'd see a Gene solo tour. I just didn't know how that would work. I think Paul Stanley translated more to a solo tour type of artist. I, I just never really thought like, oh well, Gene, I love Gene, but I don't—I don't, I don't see him going out on, on a solo tour. And the fact that he was going to do it. And he just tried a few dates out just to, you know, put a hook in the water type thing. And St. Louis was one of those early ones when I got to go. And to hear songs, to hear Gene sing songs like Almost Human and Parasite and plastercaster and Charisma, Domino Live for just like, like this is better than most KISS concerts I've seen in the last few years. I mean, this is this is what I'm talking about. Instead of so seeing this. Instead of hearing the same songs that I hear live over and over and over again when I go see the band, to see, to hear him, to see him and hear him just, just dig just a little bit, not not real deep, but just dig a little deeper into the bag and pull out some of those gems. And yeah, he still played "I Love It Loud." He still played "Cold Gin." He still played "Let Me Go Rock and Roll," and that's great. But to you know, just reach a little further into the bag and dig out some of those classics. I, like Joe and, and I walked out of there together, looked at each other like, holy shit, that was amazing. That, I mean, that, that's better than, again, better than a lot of shows I'd so i had seen in recent years. So I'd sign up for that coming back to town, and I hearted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel?
4: I didn't attend the, the Vault experience, but um, as you all know, there's a lot of stuff online. So um, I don't know. I think I think it was good that he released all his stuff So it's out there. However, a lot of it is, you know, leftovers. But there are some interesting stuff, especially I enjoyed some of his work for Revenge and Carnival of Souls uh, and saw the potential uh, in that that stuff. But uh, I don't know. I really didn't think it was. I think the idea was kind (coughs) of cool. I think for once, he, he was first. At least I don't know anyone who who had this kind of a idea previously. Maybe there are there is someone, but but I think this was an idea from his own mind, and he didn't copy anyone. And but when you look at the uh, the, the vault experience, it kind of reminds me of uh, the expos going through Europe in the nineties with Peter Chris and Vinnie Vincent and uh, Ace Frehley, you know. Uh, um they they couldn't really deliver. I mean, he had Eric Singer, he had Bruce Kulik, he had a Ace, I think, and and Peter at some at some, at some vault, and, and he had it, all the guys and Paul Stanley, yeah. But but what well, what did they really do on stage? I mean, if you're into it, if you're in it for the music I think they underachieved greatly. I think I was really disappointed watching Ace being at the Gene Vault and they they barely could play something together. Uh, But I guess if you're around fans talking, interacting with Gene and Ace, I'm sure it it was a spectacular uh, uh, thing for you. But uh, when you watch from from the other side, it's kind of embarrassing at times I know that when Vinnie Vincent was there I mean just the way he acted was kind of what's up with this guy so I was uh, really disappointed when I watched his guests being a part of the the vault experience because I think it could have been really really exciting if they managed to I don't know rehearse something play three or four songs um, knew what the hell they were doing now it was like oh hey let's play something oh i don't know anything do you know anything no i don't know anything here but we 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 can tell some old stories it was kind of borderline embarrassing at times so the vault mm, not for me but when it comes to the solitory i think it was probably the greatest greatest thing for many years Uh, you know here in sweden they they did the vault um, in the morning and then they had a show in the evening. So it was a great two you know, one two punch. Uh, so if you were into the vault, you can go you could go to the vault and then you could have the concert experience. So it kind of reminded me of, you know, that last hooray the, the non-makeup era had in Australia and Japan, or in Australia at least. I think they did conventions and then they did um, you know, live shows. It kind of reminded me of that. And when it comes to the show, I mean, it was, uh, as Lonnie said, when you've been listening to the same old songs over and over again, this was really, really refreshing. And the first time I saw Gene as the leader of of a band was... I don't know when they did that tour of South America. I, I know it was Gene and Sebastian Bach and a few other guys. I think, I guess, it was somewhere around 2010, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was really surprised because, you know, like a guy like Sebastian Bach, he's always been um, considered uh, one of the best frontmen in 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 hard rock, but he didn't stand a chance next to Gene in south america gene stole the show and i was really surprised so i started i remember we did a show many years back when when we talked about what if gene did a solo tour what songs would you like to hear And i never thought it would happen but then it finally happened and uh, i was in awe i remember sitting to uh, standing next to a guy in a wheelchair and he was crying (laughs) Uh, and you know that says it all so so uh, he thought it was real good and I, I, I thought it was it was the best concert I'd seen for for a few years even though some people said it was sloppy I remember one of the I met one of the authors of you know the Partners, partner in crimes books and he said oh it was so sloppy I, I never thought of that I thought it was just great and he, he had a lot of people on stage well, I would have preferred not to have a lot of people on stage. But imagine that guy playing drums for the Gene Simmons band. He was like 15 years old in Sweden. I mean, he will never forget that. Yeah. And uh, I think it was, if I would pick one thing, it would be the Gene Simmons solo tour. I think it was just awesome, awesome there we go and, and that's where we're
0: going to end with a, a you know does that change anyone's opinion of what the most successful external gene simmons solo venture is now that we've discussed a whole bunch and i know we've probably missed out on or skirted over stuff like the tongue magazine um i, I wanted to just say one thing about the guests on the vault i i went to the las vegas one as well where paul stanley was a guest and sitting there for i think it was like an hour with them doing their q a their back and forth you know that was better than any of the musical things i heard attempted during the vaults including the one i attended just to have gene and paul going conversationally at one another and something that i'd really like and you know for other things i'd like gene to do down the road i really think he should be hosting a horror flick show where he introduces Mm -hmm. the movies and then talks about them and what they meant to him one, he has never done that on you know creature features creature features
3: horror movie podcast
0: yeah, or on a serious or whatever, you know, talking about movies, introing them on a on a one of those channels or whatever, or doing the same for comic books. He's never leveraged the things where he is really a powerful and attractive human being um, in that way. All right, it's probably going to be between Family Jewels and the solo tour, but uh, time to put your money where your mouth is. Anton, what's the most successful venture for you outside of Kiss, Virginia?
3: Uh, I mean, you know, depending on how we define success, but just as far as for me, for my personal entertainment and enrichment, it would definitely be the vault. And just one one quick note, as far as like vault special guests, as I went to the Nashville one and, and standing, knowing the history and the backstory, standing five feet from Gene Simmons and Vinnie Vincent together on stage was a head trip. That was that was crazy. But yeah, for me, it's the vault. Definitely.
0: Yeah, the Nashville Vault was the first introduction of social distancing. Um, <laughs> Lottie, well, what's what's your vote for Gene's success? You
2: know, well, well, the, the Vault is great, and while um the Gene Simmons solo tour, as much as I sung out praises, those praises, um, I'm still gonna go Family Jewels at the end of the day, even as much as a lot of people didn't like it, just because of how successful it was and what it what it did for gene and what it did for the band um not only like an 09 but but years moving forward i'm I'm, it's and as corny as it was i'm still going to say gene simmons family goals all right i'm not i'm not going to say that gene was willing to get
3: married to promote that show so it it was pretty impactful
0: (laughs) so that show led to him being institutionalized so don't know if that's such a good thing is it so uh i'm going with the the music and it's the vault and the solo tour just the amount of pleasure that i'm still getting off on that stuff all these years later and i know that there'll be additional recordings coming out i hope uh that there was some pro shot eventually uh, i doubt it it doesn't sound like that there is but maybe he'll do some more of that in the future because i'd certainly be down with it however I'm gonna say as a caveat, as a politician, that it probably wouldn't have been possible in that form without the success of The Family Jewels leading to that whole extended career for the band that I don't think we would have been able to get Vault experiences tagged on to Kiss and Touring and all that without uh, the popularity extending. Um, Ken, I'm gonna let you have the final word. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, for me it was The Vault. Uh, though I, I, I do like, love watching the, the Gene Simmons band videos I think that's another part kind of an extension of the vault um, I, which is just kind of the whole thing um, and you know it took a long time for me to get my vault I remember I passed up I had I remember it memory I went through all the stuff. whole thing is just to get it shipped to me and you know I kept complaining and stuff but it, it, worked, it worked out in the end I mean, you know I got my gift you know that came Just in the boom. vault, the 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 boot shell. Yeah,
0: you um, got it at half price, clearly. Uh, uh, what? Was well,
1: only half of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not the whole boot. Didn't, but, didn't you know, keep they up with your installments up. to get but the yeah, other that half. That was it,
2: at least he got that. He that didn't, was, never got his Dubai stuff. Yeah, that was
1: the yeah. I never got the <laughs> Dubai stuff. But I got this, and uh, you know, it was it was it was well, you know, worth the wait um for the music and and for, for you know the the gift they were putting in you know, people could get a piece of you know kistery or whatever you know gene simmons uh, warehouse items some were better yeah, than others his, obviously.
0: his junk as i know from my <laughs> vault which had the his grammy invitation his you client, had a music actually, book no, it was the uh, the alto sax music book for Alive 2 and Gene Simmons Award Davis after party at the Grammys with one of the numbers missing from the date on the front um, and also a, a, a Freedom to Rock tour uh, pass. So not not terrible. I mean, I put in some original demo tapes um, to supplement it, so I'm not going to complain. All right, that's our little walk through the uh, Gene Simmons solo ventures and their success and merits thereof. What are your favorites? What are your least favorites? Who do you agree with? Who do you disagree with? You know, chime in wherever you watch this episode. You know, for everyone who's joined us live today, I do want to give you a big shout out. Thanks for joining us. We do appreciate it. I want to do more of these live episodes, um, and also. If you're catching this show later, thanks for tuning in as well. We appreciate it. We appreciate you giving us your time to listen to our show, to watch us, and so, uh, the support you give us week in and week out for how many freaking years is it now, Lonnie? <laughs> Daniel, you started this, Daniel. Yeah. It's all well, your fault.
4: It's my fault. 15? I invented it.
0: January 15th, we started
4: this. I invented it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so now, now we're in the year. The,
2: yeah, I know that Lonnie knows the date it's like january was it like january 15th it was it was january of 15th yeah <laughs> i have no clue but wow. it was January fifteenth. Right.
0: all right that's it whatever it's a long time we appreciate you all we hope to see you again yeah. soon but for now from daniel from anton lonnie ken and myself and the whole kiss faq crew thanks for joining us we'll see you next time thank you for spending time listening to the kiss faq podcast today